Hello. Um, just coming in here right now. <laughs> Not knowing what to say because I'm a fucking idiot. Why do I take the fucking lead on this podcast? <laughs> You're killing it. Don't worry. Okay. Keep it in. Double it. It's very good. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to uh, shout out our latest five-star review from bbell85. Um, which is, uh, so it's titled, I'm only here for the vampires and the pretty dot, dot, dot. I feel like it ended up pretty, but I'm going to say the pretty hosts. I'm just going make, <laughs> make it known. They can all Ooh. see it from our cover art. So thanks, Morgan. <laughs> you are welcome. I made that in Microsoft PowerPoint. <laughs> did you? you made it in PowerPoint? <laughs> I absolutely did. I have no Photoshop <laughs> skills whatsoever. <laughs> the fact that you didn't do it in paint, but you did it in PowerPoint. Oh, okay. me. I don't so have good. paint. They don't make sweets with paint in them anymore but they do make it with powerpoint <laughs> so yes it was a lovingly made in microsoft powerpoint paint it's just beautiful. exists you don't need a sweet port market i've used i tried u- doing paint online as per earlier discussions in this podcast and i did try to draw nina dobrev in microsoft paint and it was so bad i was like this isn't even funny we're gonna share we have to share this. Uh, can we make another cover art for this episode? I do not know if I kept that uh, screenshot. <laughs> I, I hope I did. God damn it. So, the comment from BBL85 with this five-star review. Obviously, I'm only here for the vampires and the pretty hosts, mm-hmm. I've decided. Mm-hmm. And this podcast does not disappoint. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much, BBL85. We hope to continue to not disappoint. Thank you, Bebel. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Jill promises not to disappoint in the future. It just takes her like a full season to not disappoint. Yeah. <laughs> I'm disappointing for a full season and then I'm cool. <laughs> I strongly disagree, but whatever. <laughs> I, I also disagree, but Jill is like, she's waving this flag. Um, it's like all the people who said like, I'm not spoiling Jill though so there you go (laughs) whatever (laughs) oh when I mess up I have to do a whole apology but I see how it is here I will include like there will be like a bleep in this but that's the extent (laughs) thank Um, you I appreciate a bleep (laughs) this is the most bizarre intro Spoiler alert for this episode you're about to listen to. Mm-hmm. There will be a, a dead wife drop. Dead wife. Yes, Vulture. Vulture put us as part of This Week in Comedy Podcasts, which is a fucking big deal. And so nice of them. It's so nice of them. I've never been more. And it's like, we're not like the other podcasts we're listening to. We're in the main podcasts. Yeah, that was really wild. (laughs) I cannot believe that. Um, So, yeah, thank you to Becca James for writing us up and Walter for allowing her to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank you for appreciating our our horniness and our critical discussion of the series. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jill. Not until season two. Did you, does your true hoardiness come into effect? That's so true. <laughs> but it <laughs> rears <laughs> aimed. 
Jill, you want to you give a little um, tease for how horny you get in season two? Um, all I have to say is I am a grown woman, and I hope that my mother is not listening to this. Um, I think we can all agree. Mm-hmm. And with that, the Empire Diaries. Welcome to the Empire Diaries. You know the risk, but we had to podcast. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dafio. And today we are doing episodes 13 and 14 of season one, uh, Children of the Damned, and Fool Me Once. Uh, Jill, how did you feel about these episodes of television? Ooh, Fool Me Once is a great episode. And Children of the Damned is just trash because it's all flashbacks? It was fine. <laughs> uh, how, uh, Jill, I'm gonna fight you. Um, I'm gonna respectfully fight you. That's fine. I just, guys, I flashbacks are just so tough for me. <laughs> I don't know why. I have no logical explanation. But they all look so cute in them. <laughs> I mean, the flashbacks give you Catherine. They give you Anna in that hat. They give you people saying honoria a bunch. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you are against. The flashbacks give us Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Yeah, I don't like Giuseppe. <laughs> he sounds like a dick. Oh, he very much is a dick. From watching this episode, he's very much is a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Giuseppe. Oh, Giuseppe Salvatore. I will be excited for the day that Jill enjoys a flashback episode because it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> One day, one day we'll find the one you like. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry. I have no faith that I'm going to like it. <laughs> oh. oh, it's coming. Get ready to like flashbacks or else. <sighs> oh, man. Uh, they are coming for you. Um, <laughs> but it's going to be great. I promise. <laughs> okay. Highly recommend. I should. Can we jump in and start talking about uh, thirteen? Because I want to yell about the beginning because it's so good. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, so, Children of the Damned, episode thirteen, is another episode. Uh, the season written by showrunners, creators Kevin Williamson and Julie Pleck, with uh, Marcos Siega back to direct. So, mm-hmm. like they, like they got the big guns for this episode, which is a great episode. Which is why it's so weird that Jill hates it. I didn't. I did not say I hated it. <laughs> but like you do <laughs> no. uh, even more important than whether or not jill hates it or not is that this is the 13th episode meaning it was like the end of their original order so i was like kind of looking at it as like a possible end point of the series you know had it not taken off and i am so into the full circle of this first 13 uh opening with damon in the road and then opening with Damon in the road again, like in an entirely new context and seeing how he learned that behavior Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. I was a very happy kid. (laughs) Which makes it very sad that the whole vampire in the road thing is supposed to be a two-person job and he's been doing it alone because he's so sad. Yep. (laughs) Catherine pulled the old my husband con. You know that one. The old one. Oh, yes. The old my husband uh, play. Uh, God, yeah. These are real uh, demo sad boy hours episodes. (laughs) 
1864, Damo, you might think he might have some edge because he was, you know, in the war, but he's such a little dweeb. <laughs> yeah, he's full, like, Spike in a Fool for Love. Like, that's the direction they went in, and I love it. I mean, Stefan's like a daddy's boy, but Damon is, like, true, like, he's a sap. Oh, he, when he, uh, when she's like, kiss me with all the blood on my mouth, dumb shit. And he's like, uh, uh, like, it's so adorable. He, like, fully tries to wipe it off with his handkerchief. And then when he finds out she wants it, he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, and goes in for the kids. Ugh, buddy. He's so, he's so small here. I love it. Jill, how did you feel about that intro, that 1864 intro, that flashback intro? Yeah, it was, it was nice. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Um, Jill, I'm gonna, by the end of the episode, I'm gonna try to convince you that you like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what my goal is. Listen, I, I'm i a big fan of the Fool for Love type of Damo, um, mm-hmm. because I am such a Spike girl that I'm like, oh, Damo's gonna be my guy. Mm-hmm. So I like that there was more of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like these were big apps for, like, Damo becoming your guy. Yes, they absolutely were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jill, would it help if we got out of the 1864 flashbacks specifically, do you think? If it was, like, different years? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, how would you feel about something, like, more re- like more in the 80s or, like, the 90s? I uh, I don't know. I, I would have to see it because I'm still just, like, I don't want to go back in time. I just want to know what's happening now. <laughs> Right. But what's happening then informs what's happening now. And right now we're going to have a class on the Civil War. (laughs) Oh my god. Um, We should talk more about the Civil War, but I would like to talk about the next scene, which is Damon interrupting Stefan and Elena in bed. Oh Oh boy. Them naked in bed in the morning. What would Jenna think, honestly? (laughs) Uh, The thruple vibes are so strong in the scene. Um, Damon's like, yeah, I like this. Uh... And he says that if he ever if he sees something he hasn't seen before, uh, re their nudity, he'll throw a dollar at it. Uh, we love a nosy king. But Lai is also just upsetting because like her body's exactly the same as Catherine's body, and so like he's seen her naked. It's weird. God, it's all weird. <laughs> I I love them. I love they're like I don't know. Stephanie and Elena are so dang cute. And I like I like Damon trying to be friends with them. It's so sad to watch in retrospect. Yeah, it's a shame they are just like lying to him completely. When he he is trying, he is trying. Hmm. Um. And yeah, they have that nice moment where like Elaine is about to talk shit, and Stefan's like, "No, no, no, he can hear you," <laughs> which is helpful. So instead, she's he's like, "She's like, why don't we bang?" And he can hear that. Which Elena, we love it. Yeah, they also explain what a grimoire is, which is a witch's cookbook, which is necessary for Jill because, I mean, it's not like a common like word that people use all the time. So, it's, yeah, it's necessary. I will say I Googled it <laughs> previously because I was like, what is that? So I looked it up. So I knew, but um, yeah, they needed to add that one in. Yeah, previously on the Empire Diaries, Jill Googled grimoire when she really should have been binging it. <laughs> and we'll talk about bing a lot in this episode, future episodes. Hell yeah. I'm so excited to talk about bing. The first bing episode. I didn't even know it was coming. And once it did, I was so happy. <laughs> you were like watching history like unfold, Jill, when that scene happened. 
What scene are you talking about? <laughs> when Jeremy bangs vampires? Oh, at the very end. Yeah. yeah. I can I honestly, you guys, didn't even notice it was bang. <laughs> Whoa! Uh, that's gonna have to change. So what is your search engine of choice? Um, Google? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> this is a Bing-only podcast. All right, I'll switch to Bing. Yes. Do not switch to Bing for <laughs> this stupid podcast. I was an Ask Jeeves girl when I was little. Aww. This is going to be a Bing-only podcast. Bing, sponsor us. I will read Bing copy. I would love to read some Bing copy. <laughs> I really didn't know about uh, the Civil War, so I binged it. <laughs> uh, yes, but we will get we will get to Bing. Back to 1864. Mm. Damon and Catherine some tickles. <laughs> <laughs> some tickles? They were like, soft, how can we shorthand it? Tickles. Tickles. Enter, quote unquote, handmaid, definitely not a slave, Emily. <laughs> Uh, to let uh, Catherine know that Pearl is here to see her. And I have a, a lot of issue with Emily in this episode because it doesn't look like Emily is pretending to be friends with Catherine. Can we agree with that? Yeah, no, it seems like she's very into their relationship. Yeah. Yeah, she seems very complicit in all of this. It like seemed like Catherine and Pearl and Emily were like a power trio. So I'm like really upset with Emily and her, her take backs, basically. <laughs> Yeah, and it also seems like she really cared about Anna because, you know, oh, she yeah. saves her life and says that she'll protect her mother. Like, I mean, you know, those are some promises she does not keep. I understand reason to want to, like, we're pretending Catherine's still in the tomb, like, keep Catherine in the tomb. But, like, why Pearl? Pearl's not, like, Pearl, it was like, well, we should leave. We, we should get out of town. It was obviously Catherine was the one saying, let's stay in town. I don't understand why Emily's still a little bitch. Uh, I think she might just be a little bitch. <laughs> it's like when Caroline says to Bonnie, Bonnie, why are you such a little liar? Like, people <laughs> should be saying that to Emily. And to which Emily would say, I must go. <laughs> uh, and one more Emily thing before we move on. Um, we talked a lot about Gina Torres being a favor somehow for being on the show. But I, I forgot to mention how Bianca Lawson definitely was a favor because Bianca Lawson, an actual real life witch and vampire, <laughs> she is both. Um, she was on Dawson's Creek, and she was a recurring character on Dawson's Creek in season three. She was, yes, looked huh. exactly the same. She was playing a teenager. Good for her. <laughs> Let's not forget that uh, Bianca Lawson only stopped playing a teenager on Teen Wolf. That finally broke the cycle. She was playing a teenager on Pretty Little Liars. What? She is a teenager in the pilot of American Horror Story. This is a fact. Wow, this is a fact. God, good for her. Ugh. Yes. If she wanted to play a teenager right now, I would allow it. I'd allow it, of course. Who is her dermatologist? Being black. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, so I love it. She should always be a teenager. Mm -hmm. And I love Bianca Lawson, even though Emily's a little bitch. <laughs> I think that's the correct take. Yes. Well, so uh, you know, we go downstairs, we see Pearl... And, uh... Played by the great Kelly Who. She's great. And, uh, she's like, hey, can you tell, uh, Mr. Salvatore that I stepped out, Catherine says. To which Emily replies, which one? To which 
Nina Dobrev does a amazing, like, that bitch pause there and says, hmm, both. (laughs) (laughs) Just love it. You love to see it. She is that bitch. So Pearl shows uh, Catherine Elixir that fucking Honoria Fell is having sold, um, which has verbatim in it, which means people know or are suspecting vampires. Mm-hmm. And Pearl's like, hey, you know, maybe we should go to town. But Catherine's not ready. She's having her fun with her Salvatore boys. Mm-hmm. Catherine really screwed herself and her friends over <laughs> so much. They were like, we should get out of town. She's like, nope, I'm having too much fun with these two dummies. She's like, yeah, no, I'm fucking both of these dudes. I refuse to leave. Because, yeah, she's just an orphan from Atlanta. Fire orphan. (laughs) Uh, But then the button of the scene is that we see Anna in the flashback. In that hat. Yeah, she's in her cute little hat to show that time has passed. Because we know she's a vampire, but now we know her connection to everything and why she really cares about the tomb. Because her mommy's in it. Yeah. Poor girl. Poor girl. I wish you'd bring that hat into the 2000s, but she won't, So unfortunately. <laughs> I wish, I wish, if only. Uh, then we go to um, Anna and Sean Ferris's motel room. Oof. Uh, where she explains to him why she turned him. Mm-hmm. She's like, you were sad, Ben. You lacked purpose. You needed me. It's like, there you go. Rude. <laughs> but True. True. Uh, Ben's super jealous of the voicemail she's leaving for Jeremy. Um, and uh, she tells him she turned him because he was sad. And he's li- he mentions that uh, he wants fresher blood. They haven't been hunting recently. And she says, when we get the tomb open, you can kill whoever you want. Which is, uh, you know, not great. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she has to give him blood because, as you probably noticed, uh, she has a daylight ring, which is how she's able to, you know, hang out with Jeremy all throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And he does not. So he has, he's cooped up all day uh, in the motel. Which is why he's lucky he's the night shift as a bartender. <laughs> yeah. And you know the drunks of Mystic Falls. <laughs> <laughs> they could want him for the day shift. Mm, they won't get him. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have a Stefan and Elena scene where they like talk about uh, breaking Damon's trust. And Elena's like, I feel bad. And Stefan's like, stop, he's the worst. But it's like, I, I feel like Damon truly believes he's doing this all for love in a twisted way. Uh, our first twisted of the of the week. And then the next episode, twisted again. The buzzword is twisted, you guys. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they haven't said heightened yet. And I feel like maybe we all imagined heightened now. Heightened will be later. Um, in this, uh, in the Stefan and Elena scene, Elena's like, well, what's like, what'll happen if he, if we like let him have Catherine? And Stefan says, no matter what Damon promises, a lot of people will die. Yeah, they're going through the Jonathan Gilbert box, because that box is getting a lot of work these past few weeks in the Gilbert house. <laughs> yes. They're looking for the journal, and Jeremy's like, well, I gave it to, to Rick. And then we get Rick reading the journal. More voiceover. <laughs> More vampire diary voiceover. Oh, yeah. When you're reading a vampire diary, you gotta have a voiceover. You gotta. Now that I'm thinking about it, there was not a lot of Warner. In these apps, right? Rick is reading it, 1864, a very good year. Mm-hmm. And we see Giuseppe meeting with the council in 1864, and he's looking at the, the Gilbert watch compass thing, and he's like, are you sure it's going to find vampires? And like, we know it finds vampires. Yeah. Don't know the science on that one, but it does it. <laughs> I do, yeah, I don't know if there is science involved, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Stefan walks in on Father, and he's just like, I'm Stefan. <laughs> I'm Stefan in 1864. 
It's like the same, but I have these two little like bangs. Like like he has like nineties bangs. I got bangs and suspenders. I love it. <laughs> it's a great look. It's very sweet. <laughs> Do we prefer suspenders, Stefan, or hoodie, Stefan? Um, hmm. Hoodie, Stefan. He wears hoodies as a present. He was wearing a hoodie as he was digging up his father's grave. Okay, well, you already know my answer. Yeah, I'm going to say present day. I, I, li- I like present day Stefan. I mean, I like a man of suspenders. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't uh, disagree. Um, but of the two boys' um, looks in the past, I'm more into past Damo. I mean, both of them look very out of place in 1864, I will say. They do. No one in 1864 looks like Ian Summerhalder or Paul Wesley. Um, yeah, no, I don't think men were beautiful back then. <laughs> <laughs> they are all a bunch of uggos. Not, like, I think, like, if you were hot, you were hot in, like, a, like a rugged way, you know? And I guess, like, like well, they can be rugged, but they're, like, they're rugged for, like, the 2000s. <laughs> there again, they're so pretty. I'm trying to figure out, like, which man on the show would not stick out, like, a sore thumb in an 1864 flashback. Matt Davis, maybe? I'm like, I'm, I'm like, Matt Davis is the only person I can yeah. a little suggest. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. What are they? They they have that flashback. Yeah. So it's just like, hi, I'm Stefan. And then we go back to the present. Um, Anna is uh, scurrying around uh, trying to get that journal. Uh, Rick pulls out his steak gun. Love it. Which is so much fun. And he shoots with Stefan and Stefan catches it. Well, we can't forget he's like, hello, is anyone there? Because Kevin's writing this episode, so we're getting a hello, is anyone there? Gotta have a classic uh, horror movie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised in a way that Vampire Diaries didn't pull um, a Dawson's Creek and just like have Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer posters all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that it's weird that that was like a, a non-horror show, but was much more comfortable being referential in that way. But I guess there was a video store in Dawson's Creek, so... That makes more sense. For a time, yes. See, you've only seen the pilot, so you've only seen the world in which the video store is part of the show. Oh, the video store goes away? Yeah. Wow. Gotta watch more episodes. One day. I'm I'm, I'm cooking, I'm taking uh, my boyfriend through Gossip Girl right now. Oh, Jesus. What a treat. What a treat. We just watched uh, Victor Victrola. Aw. And I have a video to send you of Michael's reaction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I would say that Stefan uh, and Alaric's scene is a dude's rock scene. It really is. And it kind of like made me sad that we don't get a lot of Stefan and Alaric. I agree. Because I think that they're like, they're both like straight up dudes with uh, <laughs> with dope dudes. Um, it might be a worry that like Matt and Paul have the same vibe that mm-hmm. they might not have wanted to have that. Yeah. But also Alaric finally met his student, Stefan Salvatore. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I didn't even put that together. Because <laughs> Stefan was again hanging out at school, not going to class. It was nighttime. That is so funny. <laughs> Jill, do you think that Stefan will ever go back to class? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's a farce at this point. Like, of course he's not going to go to school to go to school. <laughs> and obviously he doesn't need it. He's been to high school. You know, he, he went to 1860s high school, I guess. He also went to Harvard, so, like, he's been to school. Yeah, he, w- he went to school, um, well, in Boston. But not, I mean, not in Boston, but nearby. <laughs> no, not Tufts. <laughs> it's 
Sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's like, we, he doesn't need to be there, obviously. But um, what's the point of going if you're never gonna go? It's weird, Seven. Seven, you're now the weird kid who just comes to the campus and doesn't go to class. Like, just like, get your GED. <laughs> Stefan asks uh, Alaric who he is. He's like, I'm a teacher. And it's like, oh, Alaric, you little scamp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he admits that he's a vampire widow. <laughs> <laughs> the vampire widows. <laughs> I actually would read a uh, romance novel with Matt Davis on the cover that said The Vampire Widow. <laughs> the Vampire Widow. Uh, that should be a bonus episode. Uh, we write the vampire widow and we and we read it out to all of you listeners. I'm sure there's going to be plenty of listeners once this is finally up. Fully agree. Um, let's see. Stefan makes a vamp housing crack. Haha. Uh, Isabel, dead wife of Alaric. Dead wife. She was a parapsychologist, so she knew about like the the weird stuff. She like Graham's was all about uh you know studying magic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of occult scholars in uh, in the Mystic Falls area. So, like, we could have just, like, gone into that. We, that could have been our jobs. Mm-hmm. They have houses. Like, they're living well. Dang, yeah. Why wasn't I an occult scholar? <laughs> that would have ruled. <laughs> like, there's that great moment in Jennifer's body where Amanda Seyfried's like, yeah, I looked all this up in the occult section of our library. Johnny <laughs> <laughs> Simmons is like, there's an occult section of our library. And she goes, oh, it's really small. <laughs> but in this world it's really big yes yeah mystic falls is a town with a lot of spooky shit and a lot of uh, dusty old tomes about it which rocks yes <laughs> much like dudes it rocks um yeah i fucking love it next we have a we have a ben and anna scene because yeah now she has the journal because uh the, the the damn gilbert journal it gets around uh, yeah, like our what, one of our, our first big MacGuffins. Uh, but I think the for me, the headline of the scene is that he tries to give her a little kiss and she is not having it. Yeah, she ends up trying to like feed Jeremy to her mom, but like she clearly likes Jeremy. Mm-hmm. She is falling for that floppy haired little boy. She is crushing. Because um, sometimes, look, I'm going to say, look, uh, dudes may rock, but uh, boys are cute. Who doesn't like, you know, like cute cute boy. See, I, I can't really get why Pearl was so smitten with Jonathan Gilbert, but I can understand why Anna is smitten with Jeremy Gilbert. I agree with that. Yeah, it's like, like, it's the same thing. I think both of them are, they're, like, what's nice about their relationship is that they get to define themselves for the first time with, like, a new person. So, like, Jeremy being, like, his happy-go-luckier self, and Anna being, like, a sweet but awkward and, like, kind of pushy girl i think it's nice because like anna honestly it seems like she's pretty much been singularly focused since her mother got trapped in a tomb i don't think she's been really dating a lot except for you know to create minions mm-hmm. yeah he, like I, which which is interesting because like sometimes we talk about like people who are immortal and you know when they want to date teenagers and what the fuck <laughs> that's about and what it's like um and i just think about the like john mulaney joke where it's like i look like i've just been like sitting in a room eating saltines for all of this time (laughs) and um that kind of seems like what anna was doing really yeah it's like yes she's a vampire but she's been like out in the world so that doesn't explain you know when jeremy brought up those movies and she had no idea what they were it just means she's been really focused on getting her mother out of the tomb she has not been really engaging in the world in a way this is her chance to be a teenager like yeah having this flirtation with Jeremy, which is, like, really sweet and sad. Aw, Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, we think we get a flashback then? Yes. Seeing that Jonathan Gilmore had a thing with uh, Pearl, 
Yeah. Then Debo would step in with Giuseppe. Giuseppe. Uh, I just know that, like, Pearl's like, you're going to turn them. And uh, Catherine's like, hmm, me? Who knows? Obviously, they all kind of travel together. So I feel like Pearl wouldn't want to deal with having these two doofuses around with them. But her best friend's like, this is what's happening. And that's what happens. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Catherine Pierce would not be an ideal traveling companion um, as much as I love her. Uh, because I do feel like she would like keep like building her harem as we like moved forward. And I'd be like, it's hard to travel like this. <laughs> But um, I respect her. Respect it. Uh, yeah, it's it's probably a lot of just like bitching about all of um Catherine's gentleman callers between Emily and Pearl. Oh God, I love her. But uh, like you said, we then have a, a boys and Giuseppe scene where uh, it's stated that Damon uh, left the Confederacy, which um, a plus, good job. On principle, seven make sure on principle that means yes, he does not like slavery. Mm-hmm. And, like, Giuseppe's like, ew. <laughs> He's a deserter in my books. Also, Jill, could you please say Giuseppe in an Italian accent? Me? Yeah. Oh God. I do not think I can do that. <laughs> we all have to do it on this podcast, this stupid podcast. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Giuseppe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, Jill, I didn't hear that. Could you say it again? Nope. <laughs> I have the editing power, so I'm just going to like play it back multiple times. <laughs> just hear the pain in my voice. <laughs> That's a good job. Remember, the Salvatores are Italian. Mm-hmm. They make their own withdrawal. <laughs> Giuseppe. Oh, by the way, played by James Remar, who most people, of course, know from Dexter as Dexter's dad, Harry Morgan. Mm-hmm. He's currently on Black Lightning, not being evil, and it's it's strange every time I watch it. Honestly, it is weird. Yeah, it feels wrong. A good father figure? That's crazy. He's just like a nice tailor, isn't he? <laughs> yes, he's a nice tailor slash uh, Jefferson's adopted father. He's a good dad. Yeah, he he tells his sons that we live amongst demons <laughs> <laughs> and that they're gonna uh, you know kill vampires <laughs> as you do as a family. The founders are always on one, honestly. Yeah, they really are. Um, the next scene is great in that it is uh, Jenna and Damon uh, making dinner together. Well, it's Jenna drinking while Damon makes dinner. Look, drinking while someone else makes dinner and talking to them is being a part of the cooking process, and I will stand by that. Okay. <laughs> At least Jenna is drinking real alcohol instead of juice, like you would be. Look, mama needs her juice. <laughs> your official catchphrase of the podcast <laughs> it is my yeah that's my catchphrase um but i don't know they like gossip and talk and it's really cute yeah i have no idea i just wrote damo prepares food as jenna drinks i don't know what happened in the scene it was great i loved it i i also know that it was great and that i loved it jill can you remember anything substantive from it no but i remember being shocked <laughs> <laughs> Like, what is happening? <laughs> it's nice because, like, like I don't think we ever say what age uh, Damon is pretending to be um, on the show. But uh, we know he's just that he's older than Stefan uh, and that he's his legal guardian. But, like, he and Jenna feel more like contemporaries. So it's really nice to have them, like, chatting. Uh, especially because uh, Jenna thinks he's very hot. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, it's like the, the one moment when back in the day when Ellen is like, you're not that much older than Caroline. But it's like, isn't he though? Like for the age that you guys assume he is, isn't he though? I would assume like he's supposed to be mid 20s. Yeah, mid 20s. Like that's, that's, um, that's a very big difference. Um, I'm in my, uh, I'm in my late 20s. Uh, I guess mid mid to late. Uh, and um, this is a painful sentence. I don't know why I got here. Uh, but if I were to be dating a uh, teenager, it would be uh, horrible. <laughs> Should I text Michael? Ask him what do you think it would be like if Morgan dated a teenager? Uh, he's gonna be like uh, embarrassing. <laughs> It'd be really funny if you tried to date a teenager. <laughs> No teenager would want to date me because, like, Gen Z is so cool. Really, Morgan? Even if, uh, like, if I met a a 19-year-old who I wanted to legally date, which I wouldn't because I don't, no thank you, but I don't think they would want to date me. They're on their TikToks. They're, you know, they're making those. Hey, teens, if you want to date Morgan, let us know. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, I'd lo- love to, you know, get some positive reinforcement, but um, I am uh, taken. <laughs> anyway, uh, Seven Alaric talks some more. He's like, who do you think killed my wife? It's Damon. <laughs> but uh, he says there's no body, which seems kind of mysterious to me. Yeah, that's one thing we didn't know, which is that Damo split and so did the body. And that's definitely a reason why Rick should be looking into this. What do you think about that, Joe? There was no body. That's what, Yeah, that was the thing. That's the weird thing. That's why I'm guessing why he came to hunt Damo as opposed to, you know, not being weirded out that uh, this guy was eating her, his wife. It's like his wife is not around. He couldn't bury her. Mm-hmm. What the hell? That's fucked. Damo. Damo, what'd you do with that body? Where's that body? I bet she's a vampire. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I love the long silence. <laughs> it's important to build atmosphere. Is that what that was? Atmosphere? Yeah, it's atmosphere. Uh, Stefan tells Alaric that he can help. Uh, ominous cut. And then we have another great Elena Damon kitchen scene. Where Elena is the worst liar in the world. Mm-hmm. Damon just wants to know, is it real? Are you guys being honest with me? Mm. And she lies so hard. So bad so hard it is such a bummer and and is this where he kind of like presses her a little bit and she's like you can't compel me and he's like i'm not <laughs> i just like want to know <laughs> oh oh yeah when he looked so hurt that was so sad yeah that was a real bummer what a bummer yeah and then we go back to the past mm-hmm. where Kath was playing croquet with the giuseppe i love it uh and um Stefan is like, I bet if I tell my dad about vampires, he'll be really cool. Stefan is such a daddy's boy and also dumb. Truly, he he's 17. Um, you know, he, he should have 17 years to know his dad sucks. Yeah, his dad also was just like specifically like, hey, uh, vampires are for killing. Uh so he kind of told you already how he feels about this. Yeah, and David's like, no, do not do that, you stupid idiot. He says, please don't do this. Honestly, and the way this goes down, no wonder Stefan doesn't want to ever tell the truth because he told the truth once, almost, just almost, he didn't fully tell the truth, and then it <laughs> fucked up everything. Yep. And uh, yeah, he does not come out of this story looking very smart. Uh, he comes out looking uh, very naive as well. Yeah. 
But uh, then we have uh, we have another Elena Damon scene, I think. And he- yeah, he mentioned how he and Stefan used to be so close, but you know. Mm-hmm. And then Damon and Jeremy play video games. <laughs> so cute. It's very cute. And he says something iconic. Hot Trump's weird. And I mean, he's right. <laughs> he fully is. <laughs> Damo giving good advice. Um, this is where Jenna says that he's really hot, and Elena, knowing Damon can hear her, says he's an ass. Jenna actually says he's ridiculously hot, which is even better. <laughs> she does. <laughs> uh, I love I love Jenna and her questionable taste in men. I mean, at least it's better than Logan Fell. Yeah. She can at least say that Damon's hot, because it's true. She's having a nice thing with Rick. Uh, also, Elena uh, still has not told uh, Jeremy she's adopted. She plans to tell him mm-hmm. in time, which, okay, that's good. Yeah, I guess. I guess take take all the time you want with that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then Kevin shows up, and Damon's, like, really antsy. <laughs> um, and then we have a uh, Bonnie and Ben scene at the grill. They did go to karaoke, as was discussed previously. Um, his karaoke did not go well, but it's, you know, he's clearly still trying to charm Bonnie. Uh, Elena comes up and Bonnie says that Elena's her sister. Aww. And it's very sweet and cute. (laughs) Then we go to Jeremy, um, and he's being, uh, pseudo-interrogated by (laughs) his sister and her boyfriends. Um... And and he asked, and he's asked, who knows about the journal? And he says that j- it's just Alaric and Anna. And then Jeremy is finally like, it's weird that everyone's so obsessed with this journal. <laughs> he is. He's like, oh well, uh, like seems you guys want to know about the journal, all right? Like he's very game um, for all of their schemes, which is very cute. And uh, he tells Damon that he's like supposed to meet uh, Anna at the grill, so it's like time to go to the grill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elena and Bonnie have a phone call with a quick uh, debrief on how her date is going. And uh, Bonnie wants a smooch. If she could steal a smooch from anyone in Mystic Falls, it would be Ben. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. What is she? I know that I know that Elena calls her Broomhilda, but I feel like it was a longer uh, version of that line that's very funny. But I can't remember if it just sees the day Broomhilda. <laughs> And I think it's, like, trying to give her confidence to, like, just steal a smooch because, you know, you're a powerful witch. And, like, Bonnie's like, because, yeah, I'm a powerful witch, you know? And then then uh, Elena calls her Broomhilda. I don't remember the exact line. It's adorable. Yeah. With then, uh, in our next scene, uh, Stefan reveals that he has a copy of the journal. He took it from Rick, yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have an a- Anna and Jeremy scene at the grill. He says he missed his cute stalker chick. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Which is, like, rude. But also, Damo is there in the background, and he definitely recognizes Anna. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have a flashback to the apothecary. Um, Catherine believes that, like, the daylight rings are keeping them, like, completely out of suspicion. So she's not worried at all about, like, everyone looking for vampires. Yep, even though Pearl's like, we gotta be worried, but she's like, no, this will be fine. Catherine really is, like, just playing with fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is very reckless. And Damo is really worried, and he's, like, very whiny about it. Mm-hmm. And then we see uh, Anna and her hat again. Mm, it's such a cute hat. This is the moment where it was like, give me a uh, Catherine Pearl Emily spinoff, and uh, Anna and her hat. 
<laughs> I would would watch 10 out of 10. <laughs> Although it would be like all flashbacks and uh, Joe wouldn't like that. Nope. No, Joe, would you not watch this show? <laughs> no. I mean, technically, it's not, if it's all in the past, that's not a flashback. That's just the, the year in which the show exists. Jill, how do you feel about a prequel? No, I don't. Wow. Do you think you've ever liked a prequel? <laughs> um, I mean, Star Wars. <laughs> wow. Wait, Jill, you like the prequels? I like one of the prequels. <laughs> Which one do you like? Yeah. Into the Sith. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, when I was young, I also liked the movie that had shirtless Hayden Christensen in it. <laughs> it is the most quotable Star Wars movie of all of them. Oh, wow. I have not seen it as an adult, so I can't tell you. But what I think mm-hmm. that I can tell you, like, the last time I watched it, my opinion of it was that it was very good. It is fantastic. Highly recommend. Oh, fantastic's being thrown around now. And yet, <laughs> flashbacks Jill wants to throw right in the trash. Yeah, don't want those. Well, speaking of flashbacks, <laughs> we have the next um, the next one where, like, Giuseppe, where we underline that he'll take his secrets to his grave. Yes, that's his thing that he talks about all the time. So, just in case you missed it. Yes, and this is the point in the chat where I started uh, putting the comedy bang bang a man's grave joke in it repeatedly, <laughs> <laughs> which to me is uh, very important and very significant. Um, we uh, so like, yeah, so basically, Stefan tries to tell his dad like not all vampires. <laughs> it's like, are we sure they're all bad? And uh, Daddy gives him a drink, which I mean, we then learn that that's where Stefan got that old trick he used on uh, Caroline. <laughs> Look, sometimes you just gotta give a child some some brown liquor. Um, and uh, Stefan's jawline's out of control in the scene, uh, and I wrote nothing else down. <laughs> Good. Paul Wesley could not exist in, ni- in 1984 or 1864. <laughs> uh, it's the truth. Uh, then uh, David and Anna find each other and they choke each other. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just like, some light choking. Yeah, Dee finds Anna some light choking, that's my note. Um, I think this scene is so funny, because I love, again, I think Ian Summerhalder in pain is extremely funny. Uh, so him, um, tapping out in that scene and saying, okay, I give, is, um, hysterical to me. Yeah, because he would have lost that exchange, honestly. She's older than him. Um, then that scene is done. Uh, Stefan and Elena do some grave digging. <laughs> uh, but Elena's great in the scene because she, like, brings up, like, her part in all of this where she's like, this town is my home, you know, like, my family live here, my friends live here, I don't want to unleash, like, this tomb of rabid vampires on them. So, like, of course I'll help you. I'm not just helping you to help you, I'm helping you to help me. But this is also the scene where Jill just let us know that, to her, <laughs> Stefan is Steven? <laughs> my brain is not grasping Stefan just calling him Steven every time I type or talk I have to be like okay it is Stefan not Steven <laughs> old, old Demo and Steve <laughs> my vampire diaries I will share with you a similar problem I had the other night which was I finally watched Rachel getting married um and even this, so I knew this was a movie about Anne Hathaway 
uh, like, and her sister, Rachel, is getting married. Yes. Yet every time I saw her, my first thought was, yeah, this is Anne Hathaway and Rachel getting married. So I was like, so she's Rachel, right? And every <laughs> time I saw her, I would be like, so Rachel. And I know that's wrong, uh, but I really struggled with it because her name is Kim in this movie. But no, I, her name in the movie is Rachel getting married. I did a big and long bit about them being, like their family name being getting married. Because like, I'm Rachel. Rachel getting married. And I won't take this on my wedding day. This is the podcast with the most bits. For a podcast that doesn't need bits. It really is. Vampire Diaries Rewatch Podcast. It has so many bits. I'm so sorry. Um, But yeah, Rachel getting married. I just want you to know you're not alone, Jill. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next, we have a Catherine and Stefan scene. Uh... They're making out. Catherine remains cool. She says she makes the rules, which good for her. Um, but uh, he she drinks his blood, and he's got vervain in his system. Oh, that dummy! Yeah. So Giuseppe bursts in, which I'm like, ew. Like they could be naked. Was he listening? I know. I did wonder was he listening, and I'm like, that's very creepy. I thought he would just he heard her fall to the floor. What if she hadn't fallen to the floor? Well, then he's screwed. <laughs> but doesn't Stefan also, like, yell for help? I don't know if he, remember if he does, but he would have had she not fallen to the floor. He still would have, like, yeah, because he's such a dummy. He's, he's a sweet boy, <laughs> but he's, he's simple. Um, uh, he tells Stefan to get the sheriff, and he says, he says this thing, which is interesting, because he's not exactly wrong in this moment. He says, nothing you feel for her is real. Yeah, he's actually right with Stefan, because as we have been told, Stefan was compelled. Mm-hmm. Damon was not. If he had been compelled, he would have just been fine kissing the, the bloody lips all, all, yep. all normally. <laughs> uh, which I think I think it's interesting. Like, I mean, you know, she is guilty of the crime that, uh, you know, Giuseppe thinks she's guilty of, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Um, uh, then we have an Anna and Damon scene in which Anna says Logan was an idiot. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Anna explains that she is the reason why uh, Logan Fell turned into a vampire. Basically, once he started playing Vampire Hunter, they started spiking like his, his drinks with blood, which is honestly hilarious. Very funny. Because the dummy didn't think, maybe I should like have some vervain instead. A good prank. <laughs> it's such a good prank. And she, yeah, she showed up a little bit after the comet. She's been watching Damon, watching Damon fail over and over and over again. Uh, yes, that is very funny. And I do believe she said she I, she arrived at half past Comet, which is cute. Yeah, it's basically like she kind of wanted to let him do the like do it, but it's like well, he's never going to be able to do it, so I'll do it. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of proposes an alliance, but Damon says he works alone, which is stupid because he's stupid. <laughs> he's failed ag- again, again, again. Maybe get some help from someone who's actually been successful. Yep. <laughs> Uh, in our next scene, uh, back to Bonnie's date, she does kiss Ben like she wanted to, but much like when she touched Stefan, she immediately gets horrible vibes. Yeah, and she's like, I have to go to the little witch's room. And she just walks away. Her her, her, her issue is that she starts to run away, and that, that he can hear if she just kept walking. She does a really good job, I think, 
like as mm-hmm. a, as a, you know like she does try to be calm and she's like no like let's like stay out in public um and uh, keep this night going uh, and she tries to kind of like stealthily scurry off but she's just not stealthy enough as soon as she starts running that's when he like hears she's running like, mm-hmm. maybe she should just kept walking through through the, through the night in Mystic Falls and he'd never find her mm-hmm. that's how it goes oh baby <laughs> So Stefan's opening a coffin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is where I have written Papa's Skellington. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It, 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 indeed. Uh, and they find find the grimoire and Damon finds them. Damon. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Act break. <laughs> Stefan's like, I can't let you bring her back. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's like, well, I'm sorry for trusting you. And I was like, all right, fair. The only one I can trust is myself. Yeah. And he should have known that a long time ago, so. Mm-hmm. Um, he admits that he was, like, hurt by Elena, though, which is yeah. uh, a bummer. So David's like, I'm gonna kill her, and someone's like, no, you won't. And then David's like, how about this? And he grabs her, and he makes her drink his blood. He's like, ha I can snap her neck now and make her a vampire. He says, and then we'll both have a vampire girlfriend. Ah, <laughs> uh, Davo. Um, this is where I wrote a very tender hostage situation. <laughs> that was when he sniffs her, right? Yes, he smelled her hair for so long at the end, and I was like, this is oddly tender for a hostage situation. Does Elena's hair smell like Catherine's hair? Discuss. No. <laughs> My first thought was it smells like strawberries. Ooh. Don't know why. <laughs> Like, yeah, she's rocking some, like, herbal essences or something. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, they didn't have that back in 1864. Mm-hmm. What did they have? How did you wash your hair in 1864? It's like, rose water or some shit. <laughs> something Honoria Fell cooked up. Every time I'm reading something that takes place in the 1800s, it's like, yeah, I, I swished some rose water in my mouth. And I'm like, you guys didn't brush your teeth yet? <laughs> Ew. 1864! Disgusting! It's disgusting. None of them should look good! They should all look like trash! <laughs> I mean, it's the, what is the, it's the, uh, what we do in the shadows joke, with Jemaine Clement being like, yeah, I was turned when I was 16, so I always <laughs> look 16. Yep. Great shit. Uh, so, hostage situation? Oh yeah, he gives her back, um, and, uh, <laughs> Steph, and, uh, and Steph gives Damon, uh, the book. <laughs> And, uh, there we go. Now we have an 1864 Vampire Search Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, Damon is very upset that Catherine's being taken, and his dad is like, look, they'll kill a sympathizer, like, calm the fuck down. And, uh, Damon yells, then let me be killed. God. <laughs> Which is great. Uh, that's like, that's like a fallout boy song. They'll kill a sympathizer, so let me be killed. <laughs> Uh, the death of a sympathizer parentheses let me be killed <laughs> be a great fallout boy song that i'm sure i'd love if only fallout boy had gotten super into vampire diaries imagine all the songs we could have gotten written about demo this is my dream the next scene is like a stefan and elena scene and you know they're brooding and someone's like demo was right this is my fault mm-hmm. uh and then he intros a flashback. Yeah, of course. Where Stefan says he'll help Damon get Catherine. Catherine and Damon's like, this is all your fault! You idiot! She's uh, so fair. And then he runs away into the, the distance. 
Yeah, and Stefan puts it very nicely after that. He says, I put my faith in my father, but Damon put his faith in me and I let him down, which is like, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's a like a very understandable family fight, you know, uh, which is I enjoy that it boils down to something that simple. And so Stefan is going to go get um, Alanis some aspirin because she has a headache. Basically, she has a hangover from <laughs> Damon's uh, blood. Mm-hmm. And Jenna's like, hey, you can't sleep over and fuck my niece. <laughs> and he's like, we're just chilling. She's like, door open. Jeremy and Jenna note that Jeremy's friend Anna is over, which mm-hmm. when he Stefan hears the name Anna, he's like, what? And he goes back into a flashback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and we see a very sad scene. We very sad scene. A Jonathan Gilbert and Pearl scene. Uh, Jonathan Gilbert is so amped over this uh, vampire search party, but then uh, the, his compass goes a little wild, and he realizes his 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 girl, his girl Pearl, is one of them, and. Yeah. He's a little snitch. He's a fucking snitch. What a fucking little snitch. Like, she tries. Like, she's like, please, like, I beg of you. And he's like, no, there's one over here. He, like, calls her out and she gets shot. And poor Anna watches her mom get shot and, like, dragged away. Uh, but Emily, um, in in what will later be kind of like a bitch move, um, like, holds her back and says that she'll protect them and keep them safe. Yeah. And again... Emily's a lying ass bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we know of Pearl just from these flashbacks is like, obviously, so she's Catherine's best friend, but she's not like having, finding pleasure and toying with like, uh, you know, some Mystic Falls boys the way Catherine is. Mm-hmm. She's met Jonathan Gilbert and she has seem- seemingly has fallen for him. It's, it seems like Pearl's on the up and up. She, you know, she's raising her daughter <laughs> during their adventures. Like, she seems like she's just holding it down and she got fucked. Yeah, she's she seems very pragmatic. She's the one who wants to leave. Uh, and but despite it all, like the risk that Catherine took uh, totally fucked her over. And uh, she, you know, gets taken and is put is sealed in the tomb, which is a real bummer. And then speaking of people who got took, the episode ends with the reveal that Elena got took. <laughs> mm hmm. Uh, that's why you should have worked with uh, Anna, Damon, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, he uh, should have done that. <laughs> but good ep, right? I mean, Jill hated it. I did not. I did not say I hated it. Jill loved it, as I was going to argue and then forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it was a good ep, but the second one was just so good that it overshadowed it. I mean, the second one is very, very good. And now we can talk about fool me once which opens with elena waking up in the motel um a sleeping ben on uh, the chair and to her credit she's trying to be very quiet mm-hmm. she gets so close and then she's caught but then uh we have another we have a really good reversal where he tries to compel her and she does a good job pretending to be compelled uh, and then uh, she tries to dart out the door, but Anna's there. So it's a case of bad timing. Yeah. And he's like, I did the eye thing you taught me, but she has Ravain. And I was like, her boyfriend's a vampire, you idiot. <laughs> and this is where you made the wonderful point that no wonder Anna thought Jeremy was going to be dumb. Uh, she doesn't seem like she's met a lot of smart boys lately. Like, seriously, when we see Anna and Ben together for the first time, it's like, oh, they're a cute, like, villain couple. It's like, no, he's just some dummy she turned to use, and she is so over him. It's not even funny. 
so over him, she openly tells him, yeah, I picked you because you're sad and pathetic. Uh, <laughs> and you needed me more than I need you. So uh, anyway, bye. And he's like, seems cool to me. You can just tell that Anna spent a lot of time with Catherine Pierce. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Anna's a queen. Uh, but then uh, they shove Elena in the bathroom uh, to keep her from escaping. And in the tub is an unconscious Bonnie, which is very worrying. Yes, it's not good. And Stefan's worried because his girl's disappeared. And, you know, uh, she might still have Damon's blood in her system. This is where we get uh, an iconic and chilling line from Damo where he says, I mean this sincerely. I hope Elena dies. Which is fucked. <laughs> so fucked. But he is mean. Uh, Jill, where were you at with Damon in this scene? Oh, I like Damon. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, I wanted to get into it because I also like Damon and I feel for him quite a bit in this scene, even though I'm not uh, necessarily on his side here. Yeah. Um, but like, I wanted to keep track of where you, I, I always knew you would um, be a Damon girl. Uh, <laughs> and I wanted, I'm just, I think it's important that we track this experience for you. Yeah. I mean, I agree where it's obviously. A shitty thing to say but like i get where he's coming from he he wants like he he wants Stefan to be hurt yeah mm-hmm. but also like he has a crush on her so <laughs> um <laughs> yeah he's very all bark and no bite there <laughs> yeah yeah Stefan is trying to get damon to tell him where anna is staying but he's not doing that because you know he's very upset mm-hmm. he says the story says all i can remember is hating you <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure we like cared about each other at some point. What an emo baby. Damon is uh, not having it. <laughs> but then we go back to the motel. Uh, Bonnie wakes up after her head was bonked. Yep. More head bonking. She received a bonk. Um, and uh, But the bonk does not stop her from saying something very important, which is, why didn't I know anything about this? <laughs> <laughs> Lena downloads her on the situation, which is... A good question, because they are looking for her ancestor's spell book. They didn't think to ask her? (laughs) After Elena's like, I need someone I can tell all this stuff to, she didn't tell all this stuff to Bonnie. Yeah, she's still doing a lot of compartmentalizing, and that's something that the show will deal with in the future. Like, it's a show with a lot of secrets and a um, ever-widening circle of people who are sometimes in on the secrets and sometimes not. Um, so this is one of the times where you maybe we should tell Bonnie. Yeah. Uh, and usually always we should tell Bonnie, honestly, if like, I really think about it. Yeah, I don't think there are a lot of times where you shouldn't tell Bonnie. Bonnie should always be the first one you tell once you've formulated your stupid plan that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you don't see a character, this is my rule of thumb, if you don't witness a character being told something on camera, you have to assume they don't know it. Yeah. It's not one of those things where like, oh, someone, we've probably told them later. It's like, no, they did not. No, they're a secretive bunch. (laughs) And so Anna gives us the first doppelganger uh, mention of the entire series. Mm Mm-hmm. She says, you really are Catherine's doppelganger, which is uh, interesting. <laughs> loving firsts. I'm loving firsts. Uh, yes. Uh, it's fun to keep track of firsts. Yeah. And Anna also brings up that she's dating <laughs> Elena's brother. <laughs> she's like, oh, did you not like mention me? <laughs> uh, Anna's got, got some fire. I love it. Oh, we love it. Can't even be mad at her for, you know, kidnapping Elena and Bonnie. It's like, she's fun. 
yeah, she's a cutie. Uh, then we have a grill scene, and uh, all the boys are there. So this must be Michael's favorite scene. It had Michael been watching, he probably would have been uh, cheering the whole time, and I wouldn't have been able to hear a word of it. So thank God I'm watching it alone. Um, uh, there's a guy named Duke, and he goes to Duke, and he's throwing a party. Yeah, uh, Duke's party is the event of the week, uh, which, by the way, the uh, last episode's event of the week was flashbacks. Uh, 1864 was the event of the week. Yeah, the Battle of Willow Creek, in a, in a way, was, I guess, not technically. But, uh, yeah, the Mystic Falls learning about vampires was the event of the week. <laughs> yeah, um, and I noted we are on Jeremy's fifth hairstyle, and uh, once we get to six, uh, Jill, you might be upset. <laughs> oh, no. I told you, I, I said, the hair only gets longer before it gets better. Oh, that would not upset me. I love long hair. You won't love this long hair. Yeah, are you ready for it to get longer? <laughs> and this? I'm very excited to see it. I mean, I'm excited to see it. Uh, I worry about him whenever I see it. <laughs> Look, he keeps it. He seems to keep it. Um, I, I bet he's doing a hydration mask every once in a while because it looks nice. Um, it still looks good, but they're already starting to like cover it up in a beanie. Mm, yes, the beanie was noted by me. So Tyler's back, and Matt fucking kills him in one scene, as he should. Tyler's going on about Duke and Duke's party and how Duke's his new best friend because Duke's giving them alcohol. Uh-huh. And then what? What does Matt say exactly? Because it's just a good slam. I can't. Let me see if I can find it. It was like, don't you get tired or something? Aren't you tired of it? And he's like, of what? And he's like, of yourself? <laughs> something like that. I believe it is that, and it is good. It's like every time Matt and Tyler have a scene now, just Matt telling Tyler you're an idiot. Which is, which I think they discover is like the best possible dynamic for those two actors. Like they're very winning in um, Matt being like, you're an idiot. And Trevino being like, yeah, well, yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, until they actually, like, really flesh out Tyler. That's probably the best use of his character. Yeah, where he's just, like, the asshole who knows he's an asshole. Trevino's kind of just lying in wait in season one, really. Mm-hmm. Or whenever he's there, it's just like, we're not going to really do anything with you. You just you just be here, buddy. <laughs> just remind people you're here, buddy. <laughs> he's, he, you know, he was, he was, he was a bit bookmarked um, yeah. for this, but, but I think he still, he still has a good job. Yeah, they still, they clearly had, like, they planned for him to be the werewolf the whole time. So it's just like, okay, until that, we're doing that. So you're just gonna just chill, mm-hmm. say, say some dumb stuff, wear some great costumes. <laughs> Have a haircut. Uh, yes. But uh, then the next thing that happens in the scene is that uh, Caroline invites Jeremy to Duke's party, which is very nice. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, already more Caroline, uh, Jeremy interaction than there is uh, Elena and Tyler interaction. Yep. I believe that these two characters know each other. Mm-hmm. We've seen them speak to each other. Yeah, they had like an actual conversation, not just about uh, Gilbert family heirlooms. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, Caroline's really nice in the scene. She's like, you know, like even like loner little siblings can go to this party. Come on. <laughs> Which is sweet. And then <laughs> there's a Matt and Caroline scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, she has a preemptive speech for him. And in that speech, she does say the word oogd. <laughs> Caroline has. So many speeches in this episode. And she's great. She does a great job. To which Matt repeats, Oogd, which is very cute. Um, she gives Matt an out. 
in case he uh, feels weird about their kiss and doesn't want to be together anymore, but he doesn't take it, which is nice. And you would think that means, yay, they're happy and good and there'll be no problems later in the episode. Nope. Mm-hmm. Very unfortunate. <laughs> then we have Graham's scene with uh, Damon, which is the opposite of her scenes with Stefan. <laughs> and that's great. Yeah, she uh, makes him make his owie face because um, she does her, like, what What do you feel like witches are doing to vampires when they do that to them? Are we asking Jill? Because I didn't, we know what it is, but they haven't said it yet. Oh, I forget what it is. Jill, yeah, did you enjoy that? I just thought it was like a bad headache and I was like, oh, look at him go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no thanks, right? I, I am good. Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we have a, uh, Anna and Elena scene, <laughs> and Anna says, no one I know wants to see Catherine again, except Damon, that lovesick idiot. <laughs> uh, Anna rules. God. So good. And then, uh, leverage is said for the first time on the show, which is huge. <laughs> I wrote down Jill thinks Elena should dress up as Catherine and pretend to be her. And to which in the chat we wrote, Jill, 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 like several times. <laughs> I thought that was a brilliant idea. Uh, anyways, uh, Anna tells Elena she doesn't want to bond with her over having a dead mom. So Elena is like, tells Anna, like, I'm really sorry about your mother. And, and because she's Elena, she actually means it. And Anna is even like, God, you actually mean it. <laughs> you never want to kidnap someone who's like actually nice and you like. Yeah. Unfortunately for Anna, Elena is a genuine human being. She is the opposite of Catherine. I love when uh, Elena melts people with her kindness. Uh, it's very wonderful. It's so sweet. Especially people who knew Catherine and they're like, they, so they keep seeing Catherine when they see Elena. But it's like, nope, she's just a good person. <laughs> yeah, there's, just, there's no mistaking the two of them. They are. They also are like really different performances. <laughs> yeah, but uh, too bad no performance involved Elena pretending to be Catherine. Listen, at some point in the show, she better do that. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have a Ben, Elena, and Bonnie scene because Anna's like, hey, do one thing and, you know, keep an eye on these girls. Um, he does not do a very good job. <laughs> he does a medium job, I guess. He keeps them inside, but um, Bonnie uh, throws, a, throws a glass of water on him that she turns into fire. And... Um, she tries to make a run for it, but he grabs Elena, and so she can't. And she goes back because friendship. Although, really, what she should have done is open the door wide open. Right? Yeah. Although, maybe that could have burned Elena. Maybe she didn't want to take that chance. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, we have an uh, Anna and Jeremy scene. Jeremy asks her out. I wrote in my notes, now he's thirsty. And then I also wrote Beanie. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he asked her to the party, and she's, like, clearly, like, into it, which is sweet, even though she's like, ah, now? Like, god damn it. <laughs> you dummy. Just fucking great. And he's like, yeah, it's uh, in the woods, like, right next, like, to the cemetery, and she, <laughs> best delivery. Oh, it's there, huh? <laughs> A very subtle delivery, and... <laughs> Uh, Jeremy finds nothing wrong with that with that uh, turn of phrase. Glad you know the spot. Yep. And then Anna meets with Damo. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, you're a dummy. You Salvatores are truly pathetic when it comes to women, which, true. <laughs> Absolute truth. <laughs> Facts were said. Uh, and they agree to meet at the church uh, tonight. Uh, and <laughs> yes, this Stefan moment is great. Yeah, Stefan saves. Um, 
Weapon zooms into the motel, opens the door wide open, and just like, and, and the windows. He opens everything. It's so good. Uh, and so Ben's like scurrying. Mm-hmm. And Stefan, you know, to his credit, is being nice. He's like, uh, so when it's sunset, get out of town, basically. Mm-hmm. And Ben should have listened. <laughs> Really should have, yeah. Um, but then he leaves with the girls, and uh, they're safe. Yeah, because Grams apparently did a locator spell, because, I mean, she's she can do a locator spell. Mm-hmm. There was nothing preventing a locator spell, honestly. Yeah, they kind of make a, a big deal of it, where she's like, yeah, like, emotions can lead to many things in magic. And I'm like, yeah, like, or you just, like, magic can... Yeah, it was really just, a, it wasn't really that special, it was a locator spell. It makes sense that, like, Anna wasn't thinking about that, because I don't think she would think, oh, there's another witch... Yeah. And you know, the, like, the one witch, obviously. Mm-hmm. But um, Elena kind of decides that she wants to, like, she's like, why can't we just, like, give Damon Catherine? I think we have to do it. Yeah, Stephanie keeps looking for loopholes here, but, like, mm-hmm. just do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and this is the moment where <laughs> Jill's uh, idea came into play. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Which I, you know, I mean, I, mean, I don't know, it sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Listen, it wouldn't have worked on Damon. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think it would have. He knows what he's pretty obsessed with Catherine. Yeah, uh, people are constantly like, wow, Lena, you're nothing like Catherine. I feel like he would figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah, but he would be like, turned on that she even tried. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I do gotta say, do we think Elena's good at acting? No. Because she can't lie for shit. (laughs) But it's the effort, you guys. (laughs) So you just think if she puts her hair in ringlets and wears a corset, it's it's a done deal. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you're right. They definitely think it would it would um it would certainly make an impression. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to imagine that Catherine's been wearing a corset since 1864. <laughs> I would love it. <laughs> she can wear whatever she wants, Latoya. <laughs> I just imagine Anna being like, I haven't seen her since the 80s. In the 80s, she was still wearing the corset. (laughs) Well, look, maybe she meant the 1880s. (laughs) Yeah, I saw her 20 years later. Yeah. She seemed great. Um, Then we have a Damon and Elena scene. She's like, I convinced Bonnie to help you. Um, She says twisted again. She does. It's just like, why do we keep saying twisted? Why is that the, the buzzword? And I'm like, well, the 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 character of the the twisted character of the Joker hadn't ruined the word yet. It is only uh, 2009. But was Kevin Williamson trying to ruin the word? Uh, he said that's like a word I'm really into now. And Julie Plex's like, why? <laughs> I don't know, but it does appear in these episodes twice, and it did. Uh, I I have an inability to let that go. <laughs> um, uh, twisted. Um, Elena does say we have something. An understanding, which is great. Because, like, come on, you know he has a crush on you. Like, that's unfair to say. And then we have the moment that sealed the deal for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jill, please describe it. Uh, We were having fun. I wanted it to be real. I didn't compel you to let up because we were having fun. I wanted it to be real. And then she takes her necklace off to, like, prove that she means it. Stop taking your necklace off, girl. She puts it back on. And then Jill died. I, yeah, guys, I'm a demo girl through and through. <laughs> I couldn't tell. You're playing it so chill. <laughs> you know what else is chill? Duke's party in the woods. It's really chill. Um. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is a scene where I think 
I think that we might have made it, uh, we all pointed out in the chat that there might have been like a bit of a miscalculation here. Yes. Because uh, Caroline sees um, Damon and Elena together and she kind of makes a show of grabbing Matt's hand. Um, and like Matt finally, and, but you know, for Matt, it's a big deal. He's finally meeting the man who killed his sister. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't know that. He doesn't know his sister's dead. So it's not that big of a deal. But uh, yeah, he's like, hey, I don't know you. God, Matt is just so, so too nice for his own good. Introducing himself to people, people who don't want to meet him. He's a sweet boy. And I don't know, you know, later, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. But like, they're going to act like Caroline like made a scene and was weird in the scene. But she kind of just like held the guy she's dating's hand. If anything, it would be comforting because the ex, the ex was an abusive asshole. She should hold her boyfriend's hand. Yeah, and also just like, I mean, like, that's your ex. I don't know if that's hard, you know, if it's hard for you to see her, I'm here to support you. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, whatever. But there will be, like, three more speeches about this after, so. But it's great because Candace Hackle is good at giving speeches. <laughs> I, and I think that's what they realized, basically. They realized very early on that Candace Hackle is good at speeches. So they're like, let's give her, like, eight in one episode. And they're great. And I love her. Uh, then we go to the tomb. I don't have anything written for what happens there. Uh, I have brother, witches, and that's all I have written. Oh, that was great. <laughs> the next thing I have is a Jeremy Tyler scene where he uh, tries to buy drugs, and he calls Jeremy the enemy of fun. Honestly, it's a pretty fun scene. I appreciate, I mean, Tyler like would think that Jeremy's still dealing. Why wouldn't he? Right? I know. I was like... Again, like, it's the Vampire Diaries. No one was told, he was not told on camera that Jeremy's no longer dealing, so it's still in play. <laughs> yeah, and unlike Vicky, it's not like he would be in the know about the drug the drug scene at Mystic Falls High. And he literally just does ask, like, hey, do you have some weed? And Jeremy's like, oh, <gasps> <gasps> me. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he gets so offended. He's like, oh, you want to be my friend now? It's like, no, he just wants some weed. He doesn't want to be your friend. Morgan, you were surprised when I brought up that, like, fandom that was, like, pro, like, uh, Tyler Jeremy shipping. It seems like this, this getting so melodramatic about the weed. Is it about the weed or is it about more their love? I mean, this, you know, I mean, that makes sense. Because there's few other reasons for them to get as weird as they do about it. They, they go from, like, zero to a hundred in their scenes together. Like, I'm not even talking about like drug Jeremy, but like once it's normal Jeremy and Tyler, it's like they'll be fine, and then it's just a switch. Like, hey, you like art, and then <laughs> how dare you fucking ask me if I like art? <laughs> I love it. It's so ridiculous. The boys are fighting. Hormonal teen boys, honestly. It's the truth. The most realistic part of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have a tomb scene. We're doing the spell. Damon tells Stefan, admit it. You can't wait to get rid of me. And then he does. I can't wait to get rid of you. Like, Damon, you and your brother are so emotional. Just, like, talk one time. Have a conversation. I mean, like, I, I will, they'll talk more about what the years between 1864 and now looked like for them. Uh, With flashbacks. In flashbacks. I'm sorry, Joe. Uh, but sometimes you do just want to shake them and say, just talk to each other. Because obviously we saw a lot uh, in the previous episode about what went down, but there's even more stuff that went down that has colored this relationship. And, you know, we need to just get out in the open, honestly. Hmm. Uh, 
we should honestly take a page out of Mayor Lockwood's uh, book and have the, the boys fight each other <laughs> in front of everybody. Look, I will take Stefan and Damon out to the parking lot myself <laughs> and tell them that real men fight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's also just like that thing where I think all of this is covered under that thing where when your family... Uh, every interaction is loaded with like all of this stuff from your past. So, um, I mean, it makes it, to give them the benefit of the doubt there, it does make sense in that way. But imagine how exhausting it must be to everyone else. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, imagine how exhausting it had to have been to Lexi. She had to like listen to stuff and talk about this stuff all the time. Oh, Lexi. R.I.P. Baby girl. Oh, miss her. So after Jeremy and Tyler's interaction, he's like, do you even have any friends? And then Anna like did her vampire pop in. It's like, hey, he has one friend. So they go to hang out in the woods. Mm-hmm. And the woods make Jeremy think of Vicky. Yeah. But, you know, he's still into Anna, so that's good. And then she's like, my mom and I are moving away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then they kiss. Uh, and then she gets horny eyes. <laughs> and then Ben knocks Jeremy out. Which is just like, what a roller coaster for poor Jeremy. Uh, and I was like, you didn't have to hit him that hard, but Ben, who is very jealous, is like, yeah, I did. What a little bitch. Well, his girl, macking on uh, Jeremy and very much enjoying herself. Oh, yeah, she's very into it. Oh, oh no, she's going to have Jeremy killed. I'm sorry, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. We're really worried that Jeremy's going to die, you guys. Very worried. <laughs> and then uh, we have Matt and Caroline. After Matt says to Tyler he's worried that Caroline's too clingy, and I'm like, of course she's clingy. She's Caroline. You knew this about her. Yeah, like, you've met her. She's She comes on quite strong. Uh, yeah, and then Caroline gives a speech. I don't even know what the speech is about at this point. Speech two is her, where she actually is like, honestly, like, that hand-holding, like, that was insecure of me, but you should know that it had a lot to do with, like, Damon treating me really horribly and me wanting to, like, you know, prove that I was with someone nice who's, like, kind to me. Um, But I get that, like, it probably looked, like, weird and desperate in front of Elena, and I'm sorry. That's not me. Uh, Which, again, I don't necessarily feel like was necessary, but uh, it seems to make Matt happy. And that should be the last speech, shouldn't it? Mm, I have have less problems with speech three. She's cute. I love it. Just the fact that there is a speech three, because it's just, there don't need to be this many speeches at all. That's why Matt is now back on my shit list. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jill was not happy with Matt forcing Caroline to give all of these speeches. No, I was not happy. I would argue he only made her give two by acting weird. One and three were her choice. He knows what Caroline is like. He knows what she probably needs. And he's not giving that to her. So she feels like she has to compensate by giving all these speeches. I'm a neurotic girl who doesn't know how to shut up. I will chime in (laughs) and say that to me, it's very realistic that she feels the need to like air her nerves and grievances. But that could be uh, me uh, loving Caroline too much and being too personal. What do you think about that, Jill? I mean, yeah, I still don't like Matt anymore. He's on my shit list. (gasps) Sorry, Matt. It was was a good run, Matt. Yeah, you enjoy your time at the top. The mighty frog. You were all in on Matt, but uh, nope, too many speeches. <laughs> but then we go back to the tomb, and I'm hyped because it's our first Fismato spell. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Fasmatos is all-encompassing when it comes to Vampire Diaries witchcraft, but I do know that whenever Bonnie does it, it means shit's getting real. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Love to hear it. Feel very comforted by it. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, the spell worked. Open sesame. Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes Elena inside. Yeah, leverage, baby. <laughs> and Elena says leverage. She says, he needs leverage. She's like, I'm a teenager. I understand leverage. <laughs> I've been kidnapped multiple times at this point. Yeah, you know, she's been on the Vampire Diaries for a while. She gets leverage now. <laughs> yeah, then we have a Ben, Stefan, and Anna scene. And this is where I wrote, like, Green Goblin-ass plan. <laughs> <laughs> and Stefan's like, I thought I to- told you to leave. Uh, and she's like, I didn't feel like it. It's like, you idiot. You stupid idiot. And this is where I noted my Smallville season two fun fact. Yes. Which is that uh, both Sean Ferris and uh, Paul Wesley appeared in season two of Smallville. Uh, Paul as Lex Luthor's bad boy, uh, bastard younger brother. <laughs> and God, poor, poor Sean Ferris as like a hunchback. A hunchback? <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. I actually, I don't remember if he has a hunchback, but I feel like he has hunchback energy. <laughs> <laughs> B H E. It's got big hunchback energy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's like in a basement, and then when he goes out in the sun, like he transforms, uh, and he's really into the works of Byron. Oh wow! Uh, also, uh, Mr. Ian was in season three of Smallville. He had a multiple episode arc. The season, like, like right before he booked uh, Lost. So cool. Yeah. Only two out of three characters were obsessed with Lana. <laughs> I mean, if you're a guest character on Smallville, most likely you are obsessed with Lana Lang. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Ian's character and uh, Sean's character, they were both obsessed with Lana Lang in their own ways. Mm. Yeah. Um, Paul's character just, like, tried to take her out of business. <laughs> he was a bad boy. Not very nice of him. <laughs> Obviously, we're going to need to watch that episode as a bonus episode for this podcast. I have seen two episodes of Smallville, and they are the pilot, which I watched in a class, and then the one that I watched when it aired, which was the one where they're vampires for no reason. Oh, the episode Thirst? Yeah, I remember watching the promo for it on the WB and being young and being like, that's hot. I'm going to make time in my schedule. Let me give you fun facts about that episode because it's very important to everything they're talking about right now. First of all, it was a twist of like vampires, but also Chloe was like doing a Sex in the City type voiceover thing. Great. Also, her editor was Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Great. Also, James Marshers was in that episode, and because he was recurring in that season, and in the promo they kept showing he's like Clark. There's no such thing as vampires. He keeps saying like James Marshers saying there's no such thing as vampires. Hilarious. <laughs> um, Glee's Corey Monteith is an extra in that episode of television. Oh, good. Yes. Well, good for him. R.I.P. Uh, Lana almost bites the shit out of him as a vampire. <laughs> oh no! But Clark prevents that from happening. Good, good of him. <laughs> Way to be Superman. He's, he's a kid. Well, not yet. <laughs> not yet, but would be Superman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the like the like the magazine in New Girl when Schmidt has an interview with Businessman magazine, but it's like the business comma man magazine, like the Jay Z thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's see. I think I have one more Smallville Vampire Diaries connection, which is Sarah Canning, who plays Jenna. She oh, yeah. was Lex's uh, assistant for, I think, a few episodes, actually. Like season six or something. Yeah. I do want to give a shout out to her. She's really great in uh, a series of unfortunate events. Uh, yes, she's awesome in a series of unfortunate events. She's uh, so lovely and cute. And when I saw her, I did not realize she was going to be on the show. So I screamed very loudly. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was so happy to see her. And then I was like, oh, she's like a part of the show. Not like just a little bit. I was like really happy. Yeah, which is like, I mean, I can't believe people haven't scooped her up uh, more for stuff like that. But whatever. Yeah. In the new Nancy Drew show, she plays Nancy Drew's dead mom. Uh, which is crazy because uh, Nancy Drew's alive dad is played by Scott Wolf, who is super old. Yes, he still looks very young, but still. To get back to uh, some really important shit, uh, Anna goes to the tomb, uh, Gra- and Grams uh, says, you know, there's nothing to worry about because no one's coming out. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, then the, ne- the next bullet point I've written is Stefan is a flamethrower and I want to kiss him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, explains it all, in my opinion. Uh, Stefan and flamethrower explains it all. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, blowtorches Ben. It fucking rules. Uh, boy, you should have just left. You should have gone on your way like Tommy Dawkins from Big Wolf on Campus. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean Ferris, but at least you got the and credit uh, on the show. No, no, with. Oh, sorry. You get the with credit because Jasmine Guy got the and. Mm. It's so weird to see a with and an and in TV. I don't notice it very often, but. Uh, I mean, I, I did like, uh, the damages one, which is like, it was a million ands, uh, for like season two. Oh. Yeah. With Marcia Gay Harden and Timothy Oliphant and, uh, Ted Danson and William Hurt. So that's season two of damages. Woof. That is a lot of ands. And that's a lot of and worthy people. Exactly. Uh, my next bullet point is Elena sees spookies, which is, yeah. uh, her, you know, she's in the tomb and she's seeing all the desiccated vampires and it's, it's spooky. Uh, yeah, Jill, how'd you feel about that? Because I know you were worried about uh, the spooky factor. I was concerned about jump scares. I'm not not big on jump scares, and that seemed like prime jump scare opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, we were good. We were safe. <laughs> yeah, one of them opens its eyes, and it's spooky. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, so then we, we go back to Bonnie and Graham's, and she clarifies that she opened the door to the tomb, but that doesn't mean she removed the seal that keeps vampires trapped inside. So Stefan tries to go in, and that's when she, you know, she tr- it, she likes Stefan, so she tries to keep him from going in with a yeah. mind. Yeah, so Elena can get out because she's not a vampire, but the rest of them, Damon, they're all stuck in there. Mm-hmm. And Anna, too. Yeah. And this is when Anna is like, boo, <laughs> to Elena. And then uh, Anna sees her desiccated mother, and it's very, very sad. I wrote no caps in my notes, Pearl, sad face. <laughs> Um, it is really sad, and uh, Anna says that she she swore that uh, because Jonathan Gilbert is the one who uh, turned her in, Gilbert blood would be the thing she'd feed to her to wake her up. She says she doesn't have Jeremy, so Elena will have to do um, jokes on her. Elena's adopted. Should have yelled, I'm adopted! I'm adopted, bitch. Um, but uh, yeah, Pearl drinks up, and it's scary, and Elena screams. And then Stefan runs in, even though, you know, he can't get out. Mm-hmm. But he's got to save his girl. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. And then Bonnie, like, lays down the law with Grams. She's like, nah, we got to try it. Like, and Grams warns her that they might not be strong enough. But they, you know, they do their best. Pearl gets up. Um, and then they walk out. Uh, Elena realizes that Stefan can't leave. And she gets very emotional. And it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, Anna gets out with Pearl. She's like, I just wanted my mother. And see, Anna and Damon are an interesting comparison because technically they're both doing the same things. You know, they're just, they're using people, they're killing people just for their own gains. But it definitely feels less petulant in Anna's case than it does in Damon's. It's a better color on her for sure. Because, uh, yeah, she turned Ben, but, you know, he was sad and everything. So honestly, he needed this. It's not her fault he got flamethrowered. Yeah, he should have listened to Seven. And she, like, uh, fed uh, Logan Fell, like, she snuck blood in his drink but like he was about to die anyway so he might as well make him useful mm-hmm. but yeah uh i don't think she's like going around turning people into vampires just because they're bored <laughs> <laughs> or you know just causing havoc and you know mind fucking teenage girls or teenage boys mm-hmm. i mean she's hanging around with jeremy but she just thinks he's a cute cute little smart boy she's a positive influence on jeremy i'd argue yeah she's helped him a lot actually and she's good for him and uh, Anna did nothing wrong. Yeah, Anna did nothing wrong. She bits Elena and I forgive her immediately. Yeah, who gives a shit? <laughs> you don't bite Elena every once in a while. <laughs> like, excuse me, who on the show has not bit Elena? Let uh, he who has not bitten Elena cast the first throne. Yep. So Matt Donovan may cast stones. <laughs> um. So then uh, Damon... Uh, very calmly realizes that Catherine's not uh, there. Oh, is that how he did it? He did it calmly? Yeah, he did it very calmly. He definitely didn't snot, did not scream, she's not here and throw a uh, blood bag against the wall because that would be pretty dramatic. Yeah, I remember it was Damo freaking out. <laughs> yes, which to be fair, this is like the culmination of a long time's, uh, long time's waiting for him, but uh, it is very extra of him. Yeah, it's basically the culmination of like the reason he's been living. Mm-hmm. He's he's basically been living to uh, undo all of the, this, and uh, there's no undoing it because she was never there. Whoops! Yeah, he fucking fails. It is absolutely brutal. Uh, Jill, what did you think about this? Listen, sad boys are my kryptonite. Mm. So the minute he had his little sad face on through the end, demo. My man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jill. Let let me hug you. I will come for you. That's all you want to do? You just want to hug him? Well, we'll keep it PG. (laughs) Oh, we're keeping it PG now. Okay. Um, None of us have ever been horny on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we've all been very chaste. Uh, yeah, we want to keep six inches in between all of us for Jesus. Um, <laughs> Jill, were you surprised that Catherine was not in the tomb? Um, Not really. The minute they opened it, I kind of figured there would be something not quite right. Because mm-hmm. I was like, if they're going to go in, that's too easy. <laughs> that's fair. So... Emily is also the worst even more because Catherine wasn't even in the fucking tomb. So you're just preventing innocent people like Pearl from getting out. Because again, yes, Pearl's a vampire, but you know what? Stefan was right. Maybe some of them are good. Catherine, not one of the good ones, but it seemed like Pearl, one of the good ones. Mm-hmm. While Demo is totally not having a fit, mm-hmm. he throws the blood bag that he got uh, for Catherine at the wall, which is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just, just uh, leaves some blood there with uh, no prank element. Back to speeches. Ugh. I just wrote that Jill's not a fan of uh, Matt making Caroline make speeches. I was not a fan. I'm mad at Matt. 
I think he asks a fair question in the scene, which is just like, is this real? Like, I mean, it, you know, she seems like she's nervous and making a bunch of speeches. And um, I feel like it might be normal to ask, like, is this cool? And she's just like, I want this to work. Like, I want us to be real. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. And they're friends. They're, they're dating. <laughs> and it's cute. <laughs> Even if uh, this episode's been rocky for them, I will admit. <laughs> uh, Jill doesn't care. She hates it. <laughs> she's <laughs> done with Matt. No, I worked so hard. She hopes he gets bitten. (laughs) I'm sure, hopefully, maybe something in the next few episodes will bring him back. But right now, mm mm-mm. Back on the shit list. Back on the shit list. All right. Yeah. uh, Elena hugged Damon. (laughs) And she said she was really sorry about what happened. It was very very nice. (laughs) And again, she's so genuine. Gotta hate her for it. (laughs) Yeah, how dare she? Um, Then we have uh, a Grams and Bonnie scene where Grams uh, coughs into a handkerchief. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what that means? She's unwell. (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, because uh, I can't not bring up Oh Hello when it's relevant. Um, It's important for me to uh, point out that there is a moment in Oh Hello where... uh, John Mulaney does a bit where uh, he's selling ice cream as an old Italian man. And he's like, get your ice cream. And then he coughs in a uh, handkerchief uh, very loudly. And then a little boy asks him if he's okay. And he says, it's okay, Giuseppe. I'm gonna be all right. And I uh, (laughs) said it every time anyone uh, coughs to prove that they're gonna die or the name Giuseppe comes up. So (laughs) what a pair of apps for me. So yeah, this is your golden star of an episode. Yeah, so these are the best episodes for me. <laughs> Meanwhile, Michael's like, there's not enough boy stuff in this. <laughs> Throwing an absolute fit. I need more Matt making Caroline give speeches and more Tyler taking Matt's beer. Uh, Which is a cute moment, by the way. Tyler taking Matt's beer. Yeah, it is very cute. I like when they're friends. Because he makes a sound effect when he does it. Yeah, he does. Uh, they're dumb <laughs> uh, meanwhile Jeremy doesn't know how he passed out he's like I didn't drink that much and he's like really apologetic because he doesn't want to be known as you know party boy again it's like aw this, this sweet, little sweetheart little sweetheart with a beanie see now you're standing uh, <laughs> I feel like uh, the, uh, the Jeremy crown goes to you this episode <laughs> I mean he brings vampires in this episode I'll take it I'll take that crown proudly because, yeah, um, Elena leaves and he does Bing Vampire. Our first instance of Bing in the show, the first of many, uh, the iconic Bing, the CW loves Bing. I don't know a better search engine besides other search engines. Besides every single other search engine. Oh, it was so good. It was so nice to see. So nice to see Bing. It felt safe. It felt familiar. It felt right. It did. <laughs> Uh, then we have a uh, Damon, Anna, and Pearl scene, and this is where Anna reveals that she saw Catherine in the 80s, and she says she knew where you were, Damon, she just didn't care. Yeah, <laughs> Damon's a real sad boy in this episode, he's like, in this scene especially, he's like, why do you get a happy ending and not me? And again, I said already, because like, you were really whiny and mean about it. And Anna was just kind of crafty. And also, like, you know, she has a, she, what she, the love that she and her mother have in between, in between them is true. Whereas, um, clearly, that's not the case for Damon and Catherine. 
Yeah, you're obsessed, and she like was into Stefan, so it's not like she only wanted one of you. Yep. Uh, Anna points out that the reason that uh, Catherine wasn't in the tomb is because um, the guard was obsessed with her and let her go, and that and she turned him into a vampire, and that would have been Pizza Boy, uh, Dylan Casey, which you kind of have to just remember that you know he was clearly obsessed with her, <laughs> and that's what you know his whole she looks like Catherine thing. Yeah, he was just harboring that obsession for all these years. Yep. <laughs> Which is nice. Like, I mean, you know, you don't need to know it, but if you can connect the dots, it's a fun thing to know. <laughs> um, then I have a Dame, Damo looks at fire, and I drew a sad face. Yes, uh, as Leona Lewis's cover of Snow Patrol's Run plays. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Graham's died. <sighs> Brutal. Sad moment. We knew it was going to happen because, you know, coughing into a handkerchief. But it's still very depressing. It is no fun, especially that Bonnie is so determined to fix it. Uh, and she, like, cr- like, when she screams for Elena, and Elena comes in, and she's trying to use her magic to bring her back to life, and Elena's calling the ambulance. Like, it's just all extremely sad. It's very sad. Jill, you uh, you had a feeling this was going to happen, but uh, were you sad that Grams is gone? Of course. I mean, I kind of... When they were in the pit and they were like, we don't know if we have the strength. I was like, she's not going to make it. (laughs) Kind of new. But yeah, Bonnie's reaction is what? Oof. Ooh, my girl. (sighs) So sad. Uh, Bonnie doesn't deserve to suffer. And yet. Yet she does. (laughs) Then our final scene is that uh, that blood bag that uh, Damon very casually tossed. wakes up all of the tomb vampires. And they're like, let's get a sip of that. And then they stumble on out of the tomb because clearly the seal was not put back up properly. Yeah. I did not connect that the seal was not put up properly. I just thought he had the strength to move the rock and leave. I mean, even if he could, he couldn't have gotten out if the spell worked. Yeah, that didn't connect for me until I looked at the Wikipedia page. So, Jill, you also went back and rewatched Unpleasantville. Do you have anything you want to say about that? I did. What a lovely episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry that we were dicks and made you miss it. It's okay. Um, yeah, it was super cute. I'm excited for the the next one will be 60s, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's real cute. <laughs> It's real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I love a decade dance. <laughs> the show loves it too, and that is good. Speaking of love, hey Jill, what are your rankings for these episodes? Um, demo, <laughs> <laughs> demo, skyrocketing to the top. <laughs> skyrocketing. Has he unseated Bonnie? Um, with the last episode, yeah, I think he has. Um. Oh wow! Oh, this is a paradigm shift. Sad boys, just really. <laughs> I love them. Um, Bonnie's number two, though. She's still up. Mm-hmm. I'd add Anna up to the top. Hell yeah. Nice. Um, big fan of her. Uh, honestly, don't come for me, but I'd put Jeremy up there, too. <laughs> I mean, these episodes, we've been praising him. Such a good boy. You've been liking Jeremy. Yeah. Yeah. That would be, I'd have those four. I love it. And Matt is down in the dirt. Matt is down with Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to campaign for Matt so hard. (laughs) I'm going to get him back. 
So, crushes, you guys. We got to talk about crushes. We do. Hmm. I mean, I have my crush for the first episode fully picked out. Is it Catherine? It is Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who, who could have ever guessed? Who could have ever imagined? I guess my crush for the second one. Oh, the second one is so hard, though. Uh, um, just because he's probably not gonna get a lot of love, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick uh, I'm gonna pick Stefan because he looked very hot with that flamethrower. <laughs> he did. He did. So we have said that pairings they count as one in crushes. So uh, my crush for the first episode is a Catherine Pearl Emily power thruple. <laughs> Ooh, okay. And I think I will go with Anna for the second episode as my crush. Oh, she's great in the second. Yeah. Good pick. Guys, I am stuck on this first. Uh, maybe Pearl. I'll do Pearl. Nice. I love Pearl. I like Pearl for the first app. Um, and then Demo, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Pearl and Demo. <laughs> so that has been us talking about the sh- these shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Oh my god. As, uh, as am I. <laughs> uh, these take a lot of, out of us, don't they? We went after it. <laughs> I feel like we've said nothing of substance, and yet I'm exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more tired than I've ever been. <laughs> Am I forgetting anything that we need to talk about ever? Do no, we have another segment? It's just ranking crushes. <laughs> That's all we have. <laughs> this is the dumbest podcast. It's very uh, uh Thank you for anyone who's listening to this. We are idiots. We're very stupid. <laughs> You can find my stupid tweets at LaFergs, and then I, I also write stuff. So sometimes I write stupid sketches for Ronda Rousey. Other times I just write stupid tweets. And then they also like write stupid articles <laughs> and reviews. Um, I will say that you can find me on Twitter at Lorgan Mudich. Um, and uh, check check out I, – I do – I have a pretty solid Letterboxd. If you, if you like Letterboxd, follow me on Letterboxd. <laughs> That's it for me. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Jilbo Baggins, but two I's instead of two L's. <laughs> I'm going to say that until I get the correct one. <laughs> then we then we fight them. <laughs> until next time, everyone, stay safe. Listen to Cut by Plum. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was going to get through this episode without saying that, but I did. Uh, and... Uh, Remember, you knew the risk, but you had to listen. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye. I have the editing power, so I'm just going to, like, play it back multiple times. (laughs) Just hear the pain in my voice. Giuseppe! Giuseppe! Giuseppe!